fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Weight Loss Journey in our new home, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. want to give a huge shout out to Kenneth DeLapp, who's always here waiting for us when we get in. Um, and it's always so kind to Cheryl and I. So I want to give him a huge shout out. But I know, Cheryl, I know. What's going I feel, on? Oh, I feel kind of like he's talking about being beautiful people. Man, I feel like a hot mess today. It's been a freaking sweaty hot mess in florida that's for sure i mean literally had to wring out my socks after session one take a shower and then got just as sweaty after session two doesn't matter what we do down here it's just it's brutal it's summer is here so how are you doing uh we got rain for the first time sunday in a couple weeks and then it's rained all day today which we needed so so bad yeah. just to knock down all that cottonwood knock down the pollen um, get rid of all that smoke in the air. You know, it was, it was a good drenching rain today. We don't get that in Florida. I mean, every once in a while we'll get a full day of rain, but typically we get, it rains for 20 minutes and it's so hot that the rain goes away and you can see the steam just coming off of the floor, off of the road. That's pretty I, I remember get. those days. Yeah. That's pretty much what we get. So we got Damien coming in here too. So um, all right. So you filled me in very briefly that you did have your wild health talk with your, well, you had your wild health meeting, correct? Yeah. With my doctor today. Okay. Um, and really it wasn't, it wasn't earth shattering because I had the quick meeting with him that we talked about with my labs and I have, I don't have new labs yet. I just got the orders today to go get another blood draw to have a new set of labs done. Do you know what labs he's running? So pretty much the same thing with an expanded thyroid panel. Gotcha. So probably checking like the, the free T3, free T4 on top of like your TSH as you check probably. Exactly what he said. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, I don't remember what your inflammation markers were, like your CRP or C-reactive protein or anything like that, but. Uh, the inflammation were... was not good. Okay. Last time, but. But it, it almost seems like a different time ago. It was just, that's when I was really suffering with yep, like yep. all of that stuff. And since I've been on the vitamin D and the, and the omega yep, yep. and all that, like, I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. So I think, although what I got back today is the DNA stuff and okay. I am very susceptible to some inflammation. Yep. Um, and so that's something I have to be very careful about. Fiber, fiber, fiber. I know I've hype on fiber, but like, Fibrous foods, a lot of cruciferous vegetables, that stuff pulls inflammation. I think people focus so much on foods that are pro-inflammatory and trying to uh, avoid those things. When in reality, a lot of those foods don't really cause inflammation as much as not having enough stuff to remove the inflammation stress and lack of sleep is probably one of the biggest ways to, you know, really impact our, our inflammation markers. Um, well, I've been sleeping so much better probably the yeah. last three to four weeks 
And just to give um, you some feedback, I, I also had low vitamin D back in March and I started taking the vitamin D that I sent you and I just got my labs rechecked and my vitamin D was uh, more than double what it was back in March. So I was happy to see that. And I didn't even wait for my doctor to tell me to start taking it. I just ordered it and started taking it. So that made me very, very happy because I, I get plenty of sun. So it's not that I don't get sun. Trust me. I got the tan lines to show it, which are not good. <laughs> I definitely have CrossFit tan lines right now, but uh, that's, a, that's some good stuff. Um, so overall this week, I was just peeking in your nutrition. Things look, oh, go ahead. Just to finish it up real quick. Yeah. He, he does want me to supplement fiber. Good. Okay. Did he recommend so, a specific one? He did. So it's another thorn product. Okay. okay. Um, and it's a, it's a fiber. It's, it's like a drink scoop drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's probably got some psyllium husk. It's probably would be a soluble fiber. I'm fine with that, but I'll be honest. A lot of that you can get from the foods that I send you on the food list. Like those people don't realize a lot of those like quote unquote low carb, uh, like whole grain breads and such they're, they're putting that fiber in those foods. So just by eating more of them, you're going to get that source of fiber in. That's why I've been kind of like pushing them for you. Chicory root or inulin fiber is in, it's a sweetener that they use in a lot of um, uh, like lower carb treats and sweets. So like those Alyssa's oatmeal bites that I always rave about, those are high in inulin fiber as well. Um, you know, fiber one products typically are going to have that stuff in it too. But if, if you're on a, a supplemental fiber, that's fine. I just would much rather people be getting it from whole foods um, long-term, right? Like I don't want you being on a supplement for the rest of your life for fiber. We should be getting enough fiber and different types of fiber from the foods we're eating for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I know it's hard. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, because the, the one other thing he told me that I, and I that you're going to, you're going to be like, I told you uh, mm -hmm. is like, so I told him I'm on 180 grams of protein and, and that's a struggle for me. Yep. He's like 220 or 240 is where you need to be for what's going on with your labs. You know, yes and no. I don't know that I agree 100%. I think 180 is enough. I think that 220 to 240 would be quote unquote helpful if you're not getting in enough what I would like to call complete proteins, you know? So if you were eating uh, a lot of your protein from like plant-based sources, um, but if you're getting 180 grams of protein, it's primarily coming from animal sources. I think it's okay. When it comes to protein needs, you have to look at a person's lean body mass. And that's really what you're going to use as a marker. 180 is the low end. I think that 225 would probably be the a better number for you. I think going upwards of 240 and 250, surely you could, but I don't think that you necessarily need to. I don't think I think that's going to be ending up overkill. And I think what happens is if we go too high on protein, we steal the calories that we could be getting from carbs and fats. And then we're not happy, you know. And because you still have plenty of body fat, your body's not muscle wasting right now. Your body's not in a place of being deficient as long as you're getting in the basis. So I would love to see you at about 225, but I think that 180 to 185 is, is okay. If you're hitting that number for sure. Okay. With whole, yeah, with whole, did, with animal source he protein. Really, he really stressed the importance of getting my, keeping my protein up. Yeah. Um, especially when losing weight, 
he's like protein is something that will up your metabolism automatically. And it's something you want to keep. So protein doesn't up your metabolism. Protein has a higher thermic effect. Meaning that's what, that that's what he said. Yes. I, so, I translated into my terms in my head. Yes. So protein, protein and carbohydrates are actually almost equal in the amount of energy they take to digest. Whereas fat is the lower end of that. So if you're eating complex carbohydrates, high in fiber and protein, those two things are going to be higher in the thermic effect of feeding. So definitely would agree. Definitely. Agree. Uh, so Damien, he is a wild health doctor. Um, his name is Tom. Um, he's actually the uh, partner affiliate owner with John Woolley in Cleveland. Um, and so he's actually fairly close to me, only like an hour, hour and a half away tops. But so, he's a, we do it telehealth just, just so you guys know. Yeah. I'll be honest. I think telehealth is where it's at. When you go to the doctor, what do they actually do in person? They, they check your blood sugar or not sugar, blood sugar, your blood pressure and your heart. And for the most of us, I mean, you can go to a store and check your blood pressure. Right. You know, they're not a hundred percent accurate, but, um, so overall, um, are you back to, you're back to Polaris now, right? You're back into the gym. Yep. I saw your post today. Um, are you feeling a little bit recovered this week? Kind of like back into your groove and everything. I was, I will say like, I had a pretty good asthma attack on the way home yesterday um because <clears throat> everything had kind of cleared off and i thought um that i could up the inten intensity and it was one of those workouts that is just kind of sneaky yeah and it didn't yeah. look like it was going to hit me and then like halfway through i was like oh shit like i'm yeah. and then then you're then you're in the thick of it and there's it's either finish or don't and so i finished and i i felt good during it was just as i was cleaning up all of a sudden the asthma attack came on yeah. Are you being proactive with your inhaler? I was not yesterday. Okay. I think that for right now, I'm going to be honest, while you're in this phase of recovery, you should not wait for an attack. You should be going into the gym, take it ahead of time. Like just give yourself the edge right now, because if you don't need it, you don't need it, but it doesn't hurt you to take it, right? Like you're not going to become reliant or dependent on it. I think it might help you by just being a little bit more proactive on it for right now until you're feeling 100% than waiting to be reactive. It's just, it's always going to not be as effective at that point. So I think that going for like at least a couple of weeks until you feel like the airways are clearing up and the, the, the air is clearing up, you should just be proactive on it. That's yeah, what I would do. I'm going to share this funny. Um, Bruce says, they tell you to turn your head and cough. That's what they do in person. And Damien says, uh, I can do that myself, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. And we're, and we're just glancing over the fact that Damien talks about his VA doctors admit he just basically looks over records and really examines bodies. That's pretty, pretty accurate. That's pretty bad, but it's true. I, I honestly doctors now, in fact, I get this, this today, I was on a conversation with a woman and she's like talking about her symptoms and, and the doctor, she's I'm like, have you been to the doctor for labs? And she goes, oh yeah, my doctor told me that uh, I'm in menopause. I'm going, getting ready for menopause. I'm like, did he run your labs? I'm like, she's like, no. I'm like, so how does he know you're in menopause? Like, or you're going into menopause? Like he's, she's, he's telling you this without actually having you do any lab work. This is the problem. They just going to like throw something at you and tell you to go. Oh, that's what it is. You could have something else going on. Cause she's still young. I'm like, I don't think you're going into menopause. You're too young. So 
I'm like, get some labs done. Don't just listen. You know, it's just dumb, but just a little tangent because I've been off, you know, I definitely will tell you everybody on here, guys, I know this is a weight loss journey, right? If you're listening, do your own research, be educated when you go to the doctor, because if you don't speak up for yourself and you're not an advocate, they're not going to do the right thing for you. They're going to wait until you're sick to treat you because if you're not sick, you're well, and that's good enough for them. That's their job to keep you out of the hospital. Okay. They're not looking to optimize anything. That's why I love the route that Scott is taking with wild health, because I think that they are a little bit more in the proactive trying to get behind things, uh, you know, from a more natural state and also looking at things optimally, uh, versus just like, you know, like when I ask a doctor for some eyes, they're like, why do you, why do you care about these things? Because I know how they affect other things. So, um, but yeah, so doctors yeah. aren't idiots. That's, they just, they're on, is, a, they're on a time crunch. <laughs> it, it is night and day different. Yeah. My, the yeah. discussion I had with the doctor today compared mm-hmm. to my old family doctor yeah. and, yeah. Th- and he keeps saying like, and this is just one example, right? Like cholesterol is about how much time under the curve we can keep you, right? Because if you're above the curve, then your your body is creating plaque and doing all that stuff where it's bad for you. So when you look at a cholesterol number, that's just a point in time. He's like, we want the trend to be under the curve, not above the curve. And And that's what I loved about it. It's very statistical based and very kind of more logical than what I was getting from my normal family doctor. And with cholesterol, you have to look at the other factors that are affecting cholesterol. If you have a high amount of inflammation, your cholesterol markers are going to be up. Cholesterol is not a bad thing. Cholesterol is your body's natural response to inflammation. So if we're more inflamed, we are going to have higher cholesterol levels. So we want to kind of look at, we can't look at anything as there's always more to it. That's why your doctor's running more tests. We have to kind of look at other things besides just these one or two markers. So order labs through Ulta testing paid out of pocket. Yep. So oftentimes if I have clients that don't have a good doctor that they can be advocates for themselves, I will recommend going to either Ulta labs, even quest now allows you to run your own labs and uh, kind of check in on things like that. That's definitely something that I recommend to a lot of people. Um, We're going into other people's medical stuff besides just Scott stuff today. Um, But yeah. So, um, overall feeling after the wild health visit, you feel like you got some clarity. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm excited to get these next lab results. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. cause I think like I'm just in a better place. If you, uh, a little tip on your lab work, if you want to get really accurate results is try and do it after a rest day, obviously, you know, fasted, but like when you've had good hydration levels and all that kinds of stuff, you're going to get a little bit better, uh, feedback on the thyroid cholesterol uh, and all that stuff. So if you can do it after a rest day, that would be a better place to put your lab work. Okay. Just so you know, and he probably told you that, but if he didn't tell you that, so, um, all right. So kind of going into your numbers, this week, as your doctor mentioned to you about protein, you have been getting better at your protein intake. I mean, you've been in the one sixties, you know, some days getting a little bit higher, really Saturday or Sunday was your only real low day. Um, I think it really is going to come down to because your, your dinner is the variable meal for you is you can probably start to see a trend in what about protein intake looks like at dinner time. I think it's just going to come down to figuring out how you might be adding in 
one or two ounces more of protein earlier on in your, in your earlier meals. Um, cause I don't love people just starting to slam protein shakes, which is why I don't also recommend, you know, like focusing so much on that high number. Cause what ends up having is like, Oh, I'm just going to slam in a protein shake. Well, that's not really going to help the thermic effect of feeding. You're just liquid feeding yourself. So, um, looking at some smarter ways to increase protein, or you might be adding a second lunch. You know, some clients can do good about maybe having in, you know, like a first lunch and a second lunch kind of hard for you with your, uh, schedule with working out, um, and not liking to have anything heavy in your belly before working out, but that might be something to consider. You know, you, you have the, uh, disadvantage of not really being able to eat before bed right now. Cause if you're uh, sinus stuff and then obviously your workout time, you know, so your breakfast definitely needs to be front loaded. That post-workout needs to be loaded. And then your dinner, you know, those, those meals have to be pretty high in protein. Yeah. So I found that I can eat before bed if it's dairy based. Okay. And that makes sense. Cause it's more um, alkaline. So it's not going to be as acidic. So, so like the berries with the Greek yogurt works before bed. Um, a bowl of cereal works before bed. Perfect. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. So and this week. It says go full Rocky and just slam raw eggs instead of protein shakes. Oh, you know, I've never been able to do that. In fact, I can't even do, there's people that can do like the raw egg whites, like in their smoothies. I just can't do that. Like I just. Uh, I don't know what it, it just doesn't sound like something that I would want to. And I like sushi, but get me to raw eggs is not in my cards. I, I tried it one time because I was a huge Rocky fan. Still am a huge Rocky fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. One time and, and just yacked them right back up. Yeah. Um, weight trends right now, you know, that we got you back on track with things like you are, as soon as you get back into tracking consistently, the weight follows right along with it. I mean, you're down another two pounds. So we've got you down to 303.6. We're approaching that 300 mark. I think we'll be there probably by the end of next week if we keep, if we keep this up. Do you have anything? Well, it's Father's Day this weekend. So what are you doing for Father's Day? Anything? You know, I I didn't even know that. Um, that's how much we're paying attention to it. I'm yeah. assuming yeah. I'll probably get taken to dinner, lunch yeah. or yeah. something. Um but I doubt my daughter's coming home for that weekend with everything going on in her life. Yeah. So maybe yeah. be my wife and I doing something, but yeah, probably okay. not a whole lot. So nothing that you have a big to do about this weekend, but if you have a little bit of extra something, something, it's okay. So question, did you end up getting the ice cream last week? I didn't. No. Okay. Just, just check it on that. I got a lot of clients now getting into the Ninja Creamy. They're asking me for recipes. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll start posting some of my little Ninja Creamy recipes. Have you seen Never the Ninja Creamy? Huh? Never heard of it. Okay. So I'm not a big appliance person. Like I don't like having, I've never liked my kitchen to be crowded with appliances. Um, like different, my grandfather was big about different toasters and bread machines. And it was just always like clutter. Um, but the Ninja Creamy is like a homemade, like you can make your own ice cream at home. And uh, it makes pretty good stuff. So I've got a lot of clients right now asking me for recipes for their ice cream stuff like that. And they're worth it. They're awesome. They they definitely make some good concoctions. So, um, but yeah, I was just curious if you got your ice cream last weekend. So you didn't get it. Um, I didn't. I told you I don't like to keep it in my house. 
Yeah. Like if I'm, I like to go out and get it and then it doesn't come in. It just. Yeah. What was Saturday for you? You didn't track the day. So I'm assuming you went out. Actually, Saturday was just a lazy, lazy day. Total recharge day and work in the yard. Um, and it was just a Rosie Joe meal day. Like, so it, it didn't like. Right. right. And but, so I just forgot and I was like. Ah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Like I, nothing crazy happened that day. Exactly. And I think that honestly, you're in a place where, you know, the only thing that you really don't know is how much protein you're getting in. And like you said, you're working on that, but calorically, um, you definitely are in a good place where you kind of are monitoring that pretty, pretty well without like that day, you can probably look at the meal and be like, Oh, 700 calories. Oh, 600 calories. And you know about where you're at for the whole day. Um, well, it was one of those days where like, just like I had vines strangling out some of my bushes. So like I'm, I'm cutting the vines and then getting them untwined from the bushes. And then I'd run in and I'd throw Rosie Joe's in the microwave and then I'd eat and then I'd run back out, do some other stuff. And then my wife wanted to watch a movie. So we sit down and watch a movie. Like it just was like a busy day of not being busy. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Like nothing significantly like I got to rush to get this down, but just getting a bunch of little things done. I right. like, I love those days. Those are typically my favorite Sundays, you know? Um, so what movies did you guys watch? So we watched a really fun one called flame and hot uh, on Disney channel. Okay. Uh, and it's about the guy who invented the flaming hot Cheeto. Ooh. Okay. I'm um, always he was actually a janitor at Frito-Lay. Oh, wow. And he came, up, he came up with the recipe and it changed, became the biggest selling snack in Frito-Lay history. I'm a, I'm always looking for movies because when I look for movies, I spend an hour looking for a movie and then don't find a movie. So I literally watch 5 million trailers and I get my entertainment trying to pick a movie rather than actually picking it. So and then a man named Otto was really, really good. Okay. Good. Two suggestions that I want to write down because I definitely want to, That's- uh, that's Tom Hanks' newest movie, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's on Netflix. Okay. I wrote this down because I definitely am always looking for movies because especially because I actually think I might take my dad to a movie this weekend uh, for Father's Day. I might take him to like dinner and a movie or something on Saturday. We'll see. But um, all right. So back in the gym, uh, overall hunger cravings this week. How are you feeling? All that stuff is in check. Uh, so yesterday I was starving. Um, I got into that workout that was spicier than I thought it was going to be. Yep. yep. Um, and I was starving yesterday, Yeah. but I think I did well. I mean, I, I spaced out and I, and I had, um, I had the calories to do it. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. I think that, you know, I had a call with a client today and she's struggling with like understanding the purpose of tracking. And, you know, I think that what tended to make people get burned out is they focus so much on being perfect. When in reality, what you're doing is you're just letting me see what's going in. So I can help figure out like what we need to change. Like the protein thing has been the biggest thing we're working on, but I can also show that like, you've, you're never perfect. Like every day is slightly different, but your overall calories per week. I, I look at your average per week. How many calories is he taking in on a weekly basis? And how is that, you know, changing his weight? If things were not moving, then I'd be like, all right, we got to dial things in a little bit more because we got to get things down. But th- 
things are moving really, really well, like the way that we're doing this. So I don't need to be more, like more, I don't need to be hard on you with that. And I think that if more people understood that this is really just a way for you to relate or communicate to me what you're eating so that I can tell you how to fix it. You know, it's, it's something that like, I hate when people talk about like, like, I never want to be called a macro coach. It's like an insult to me. Like, I know that there are some people out there, like they call themselves macro coaches. I'm like, no, I don't coach macro coaches. I'm not a macro coach. I coach people. I coach people on how to eat. And part of that is understanding macronutrients, but there's more to it than that, you know? So you're doing awesome this week. That's why I was asking about hunger, because I think that, I think honestly, this week, I'm going to push you to, to try and get that protein over 180. I mean, that's really going to be the push for this week. If I can get you to 185, um, you're probably going to find that you're not as hungry and your recovery might be a little bit better. So, um, was he Mexican? What are we doing? So the Flamin' Hot guy was Mexican. Oh. The guy who created the Flamin' Hot Cheeto. Got and it. yes, us old farts can relate to Otto. <laughs> oh man, y'all are awesome. Um, but yeah, I think that this week it's really going to be about that protein and you know how we can get you to increase things a little bit. And I think that, like I said, it's just looking at being a little bit smarter. You know, I'm kind of looking right now. Uh, so the I doctor mean, told me, even at breakfast, if I just had like a half a cup to a cup of Greek yogurt yep, and sprinkled yep. some whey protein in it, yep. that would be a way to kick it up. And I never liked yogurt. All of a sudden, I found this Greek yogurt that I really love. Which one is it? Probably the one that I recommended. Greek gods. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and their, their honey vanilla mm -hmm. is so good. I like the, I do the Chobani, the Chobani zero sugar. I do the vanilla or the milk and cookies flavor. I like both of those. Those okay. are my go-tos. Um, but whatever you like, as long as you're getting it in, but that is a good one. That's a good thing to add in. Um, you could even put the yogurt and the berries in the morning with your eggs. It's great. Uh, you could do that as a snack, you know, I also I really don't know. for bed. It's just kind of like, it's a nice, it's summer. It's a nice, cool snack. Yep. yep. I also like uh, cottage cheese and watermelon. That's a good summertime snack too. I don't know if you're a cottage cheese guy, but love, I love cottage cheese. Kind of like watermelon. Don't see how the two go together. I'm going to be honest. You should try it together. You like sweet and salty. It's an amazing combination or cantaloupe cantaloupe and cottage cheese also cottage cheese like it's it's more of a summertime thing for me like i i like the saltiness of the cottage cheese the sweetness of the melon it goes honey any of the melons honeydew uh cantaloupe or watermelon i just think watermelon the texture is a little bit different so i like watermelon the best with it and watermelon is super hydrating lots of electrolytes as well um try it you never know until you try it okay um, other things you can do I don't know how much protein you're putting in some of your recipes too. Like, um, like when you're logging your barefoot Contessa stuff or your beef and broccolis, like, I don't know, cause because it's a recipe that you create, you might just want to bump up by adding in a little bit more protein on top of the stuff that's in there, like throwing in a, a little bit of extra meat or anything like that. Um, I also found a pasta that is higher in protein and it's not the bonza pasta. It is a, it's like a regular pasta and it's called like, Barilla? huh? Berea? No, it's called carbonata, carbonata, something like that. 
Uh, Shakia actually showed it to me. It's got only 25 carbs. It's got fiber in it, but it's got like 15 grams of protein per two ounces. So it's a super high, I'm going to see if I can find it right now and I'll just show it to you. It's a super high protein um, pasta and you can find it at regular grocery stores. Like they sell it at Publix here, but they also sell it on like Amazon. Um, okay. I, so I, I found Berea protein pasta, but I don't know. I don't know exactly. I'm going to share this with you because you're a pasta guy. Let me see if I can share this. This pasta right here, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, it's real <laughs> pasta and they sell it like everywhere, but it's got like, let me see if I can find the macros on it. Um, it's got like 15. It, the, 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 the macros on it are very macro friendly. It's like, yeah, 180 calories. I'm looking for like the package, like so you can see the actual, yeah, it's got fiber in it. I mean, it's super awesome pasta. She showed it to me and I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. So I would, I would look at this pasta if you like pasta. It might just bump up your protein a little bit. So I just want to share that with people. I'm not affiliated. I don't have any kind of discount codes for you guys. Sorry. Um, but that's a good pasta brand to, uh, to check out. Carbonata. So, I don't know who Tanner Shuck is, but meat shakes do not sound good. And having a pee bucket by my bed, I think I can get back to sleep just fine going to an actual toilet or as Ian <laughs> does to his litter box. I agree. I agree. It's just funny. That's funny. But um, all right. So no, no real plans this weekend for Father's Day to work on. Um, good stuff on wild health. Um, how do you feel about making protein and fiber your priority this week? Like really hammering those two things. I will do my best. Yes. I will I send you I'm over protein. Yeah. It's I'm, you know, focusing on two things in one week, I think gets me a little bit overwhelmed. Okay. So what I would say is let's focus on protein. I will send you my high fiber food list with some suggestions of different foods. Um, and then you can maybe incorporate that next week after you do your next grocery shop. Okay. That might be the best plan because protein's easier. I have a high protein food list too, which gives you some other less conventional ways to get protein. I think people, you know, just being smarter with snacks is really what it is. Looking at how you're getting your snacks in. I made a post like last week about Oreo creams. Oreo sandwich cookies, you know, basically talking about the replacement versus the real thing. And like, you know, it's totally fine to have Oreos. Like there's nothing wrong with having a couple of Oreos if you enjoy Oreos. But if you're eating Oreos on the regular basis, you can sometimes use the replacement a little bit more as a way to catch some of the gaps in your diet. Because the replacement cookie that I showcased was the Lenny and Larry's Oreo creams. And they had like, five grams of fiber, almost the same amount of carbs. No, they were lower in carbs and Oreos, but they also were made with like whole wheat and like they had like pea protein in there and there was other things. So even though the real Oreos calorically wasn't much different, it, it, this is where it's like not just macros. Like the replacement might've been something like, oh, I can have a couple of these and I'm also getting some extra fiber, a little bit of protein and some other things on top of having something that may not be an Oreo, but it tastes similar to it. So just something else to kind of look at too. So I'll send that list over to you. Lenny and Larry's just way too damn good um, for something. And I know it's not healthy. It's just a substitute 
for yeah. certain. Yeah. Um, but damn, they're they have, are making cookies. I don't, I don't have a problem with Lenny and Larry's. They're, they're fine. Uh, I think that the soy protein is not necessarily great, but that's why the, the Lenny and Larry's there, the Oreo creams were made with pea protein. So I actually liked the, the ingredients on those. It was a little bit better than the big ones, but I agree. The white chocolate macadamia, whenever I save uh, enough calories, that's like my go-to is the white chocolate macadamia one. What, what is-, is better for you eating a box of Oreos regularly over a bit span of seven days or so? or binging and eating a whole box in one sitting once a month? Well, let's just think about this calorically. If you have one box of Oreos every week, right? Over the course of a month, you've now had four boxes of Oreos, okay? If you have one box of Oreos one day over the course of the whole month, that's only one box of Oreos a month. If you are exchanging calories for those boxes of Oreos every week. Uh, if your caloric intake is being adjusted to incorporate those calories, then it wouldn't really matter. But if you are not adjusting those and those Oreos are being eaten on top of your calories, then you're actually getting more calories over the course of the month. Cause you've now having ingested four boxes of Oreos versus one. So in reality, having one box of Oreos one night might actually be less calories than having a box of Oreos every single week for four weeks, for four weeks. But the most important thing is what is that doing to you mentally? Right. So like, that's the main thing that you have to kind of also think about too, is, is that really setting you up for a sustainability thing? Like, are you someone that's like, man, I'm going to wait for Saturday night and I'm going to have a whole box of Oreos. Um, or is maybe not having a whole box of Oreos every single week necessary. Maybe you can spread that whole box of Oreos over the course of the month. And now you're learning how to moderate. That's my opinion. So, and we have to remember on this show, you have always preached, if you want an Oreo, have an Oreo. Yeah. Everything can fit into your, your yeah. day. Yeah. Right. So I got a client, he's a jujitsu guy and he does not get rid of his Oreos. He has Oreos every single day and will not change it. <laughs> and I haven't touched them. They're still there. So, um, he de- definitely gets everything else in, but he has his Oreos every single day. In fact, there's been days when he's dropped calories and I'm like, I don't know how he's still getting those Oreos in because I'd be hungry. Greg Duquette, let me look this guy up. I feel like the name is familiar, but I'd have to actually see him to see. Do you know who that Ruth, is? Ruth asks, Cheryl, how do you feel about about Greg Duset? I think is how it's pronounced. Yeah, I just had to look him up because I don't even know who he is. It yeah, isn't, I wouldn't know off the top of my head. I am a Canadian IFBB pro bodybuilder. Uh, re- record girl record owner powerlifter and about so i guess i would honestly have to do a little bit of research on him to know who he is i don't follow him on instagram so maybe i should um i don't follow a lot of bodybuilders i'm going to be honest so the reason he's saying it is he is big on if it fits your macros okay yeah you can i am like i said I'm not a macro coach. Okay. Here's the deal is if it fits your macros, this is the problem with if it fits your macros. All right. Most of my clients at some point would like to be able to walk away from tracking their food in an app. Most bodybuilders are pretty committed to tracking their food in an app because that's what they do for their job. So the problem with if it fits your macros is that you surely can track your food and have it fit your macros. However, 
what happens when the macro tracking app crashes and you have no idea how to track those foods and how they fit your macros, right? Like it's, it's just, you're, you're pigeonholing yourself into eating based on numbers versus eating based on food. And the other problem with if it fits your macros is nutrient deficiencies. You know, like you could be getting nutrient deficiencies. You can be, you can surely get lean, but does that mean that your blood levels are going to be healthy? You know, if you're not getting in the right types of foods, you're not going to be getting in, you know, obviously those things. Now I will say this, most people that even though they're, if it fits your macros do understand this and also preach eating a high quality diet. Um, but he's right. Like if it fits your macros, it's typically going to be fine for your goals. However, you know, aesthetic goals are only one goal. Preach. So that's my thing. Um, Greg, Natty or not videos on YouTube. I, I happen to just briefly pull them up on, uh, social media here. Um, I don't know. I, I'd have to actually look a little bit further. He, uh, I would say not Natty. I'm uh, being 100% honest. All right. Let's just see. Let's just pull him up All real right. quick. Scott. So yeah. I have a quick question for you. Yep. Um, let's, we're done with nutrition for the day. This is just me talking to Cheryl. And because of who you are and what you've done in your career, um, someone announced a retirement this morning. I saw that. Yeah. And um, I saw him on Talking Elite Fitness where he mentioned your name. Um, so not in a bad way. Um, he was just talking about all the things that he's done in his career and that he feels like he's helped a lot of. And that we're talking about Ben Bergeron retiring mm -hmm. from Comtrain. Um, that he's had people live in his home, that he has given people jobs at CrossFit New England. Um, and he mentioned you and Whitney Galin as people who have worked at CrossFit New England. Um, do you have any thoughts about Ben Bergeron stepping down as head coach uh, of the competitive athletes at CrossFit? Well, at Comp Train. My opinion, uh, I think it was the right thing. I do. I think it was the right thing. And for a number of reasons, um, you know, I think that Ben has a ton of value in this space as somebody who I can say was a great mentor to me, uh, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I definitely went up there and learned a lot. I had an amazing experience. In fact, I would not be the coach that I am today in a CrossFit world. Uh, had I not had somebody be able to mold me in a, in a way, um, and, or even just to make sure that I was doing things right. Like, I do think that we all need that. If it wasn't him, it would have been somebody else, but I do think that he, I, I, I will be honest and say that like when I was up across the new England, it wasn't just Ben, but it was the culture of the people that I was around. That was probably one of the happiest times of my life for a lot of reasons, because I was around something like many people, um, but I do think that, and this is being 100% honest, I think that Ben's expertise is no longer as relevant to the sport. And that's hard for me to say, because I never want that to sound like I'm saying that he's not a good coach, but I, I do think that where this sport is going, his expertise is kind of, I think a lot of these other camps are, I mean, I, I just think that there's a lot more specialist 
in there. And I think for comp train to continue to grow, like these other camps are growing, there is going to need to be some expansion in terms of what they have in comp train uh, to grow athletes in that elite division. Personally, that's my opinion. Um, you know, so I don't know. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. And then I want to, I want to fast forward that to you coached this weekend at the Atlantic yes. Coach championships. Yes. Um, quick, just overview three minutes. How did your athletes do? You showed me pictures of the venue, which should have been where semifinals were. Yeah. By look at that venue. Um, what, so, tell me about your experience at Atlantic Coast. Yeah. So first off, I did want to try and go live on, sun, on Sunday. And I'm going to be honest, there's one thing that they do need to be able to get better on uh, in that facility is there was horrible Wi-Fi. I mean, the videos I was trying to send you, I was literally yeah, having to I go outside. Huh? I got none of them. Okay. So I probably have to resend like the interview and everything. Nothing yeah. was working in there. And that was my biggest complaint because I was having a really hard time doing anything. Um, but the overall experience there, let me just tell you about this competition. Um, first of all, the director, super awesome guy. Um, even though he might've been hard to get on your podcast, I understand why he is literally one guy doing a gazillion other things. Like I explained to him in the interview, what I said to said him in the interview, I'm like, you're like, the Bosman, the uh, Justin Berg, along with the head of the media, along with, he's literally the guy doing everything. And he does have a team. He, he's like, no, I, I have a team, but he is the one, he does the programming, he does everything. So experience overall, they had over 1,800 athletes competing, over 1,800 athletes competing and everything ran on time. The only event that was slightly behind, why I mean slightly behind, it was behind by three minutes was the snatch event because the athletes had to load and unload their bar. And I think just some of the athletes were taking a little bit too long to clean the plates up. Um, but the overall event, very well run. Um, the warm-up area, very accessible. Um, the, the venue itself, the amount of seating that was there, and the fact that you could see everything, no matter what seats you were in, was awesome. Um, the, there's a big enough area there for vendor village. Uh, in fact, Dave, uh, Dave Lipson and Camille were there and which I was actually surprised to see them there at such a, what I would like to call a smaller event. Um, you know, they had a big, it's not small. Yeah. They had a big area for, um, all of the people to have like their own little camps. All of the athletes could have like their own little tents, which was very, very like, that's how regionals used to be too. We would have outdoor like areas for that. Um, the overall, the events themselves, um, all well run. It was really cool. They had 50 people. They had space in that rig for 50 people to be going at the same time, which was really cool. Cause they were running essentially like one workout on one side and then another workout on the other side. And as spectators, you weren't confused. Like you weren't confused at what was going on. You knew where to watch people. Um, my athletes did awesome. I had a girl she would have been standing on top of that podium. Um, she was, I believe she placed last year in quarterfinals. By the way, she's 18. Um, she was in quarterfinals. I think she was like 120th in quarterfinals this year. In first year in the open division. Um, the only workout that set her back this weekend was the run. There was a sand run. And that's her weakness. It's like the one week that she has is running. 
but she snatched 170 pounds, like in three minutes, mind you, she had three minutes to snatch 170 pounds. Like that was, and they had to load their bar. So you thought that the freaking quarter or the semifinal snatch event was rough. She had three minutes to load her bar and hit snatches until she got to a max weight while literally sitting cold in a back area. Um, but overall, I thought it was an awesome event. I definitely, you know, speaking to the owner, he does two events. Um, he does this one. And I asked him about the Vanguard, which is his second event, which comes up in uh, later this year, I think in October. And the reason he does the two events is this one, he has a lot of divisions. It's like, it's same sex teams. It's, you know, there's masters, there's this and this. That one, he actually does co-ed teams. So it makes it a little bit of a different experience. Um, and that's why he kind of separates the two, but, uh, definitely a very well-run event. And it's cool because they have literally, they're probably one of the longer running Florida competitions now, you know, they've been around now for, I mean, the East be called the bacon Beatdown, Um, and I think it's been probably a good solid eight or nine years now of them doing it. Well, I want to thank you for that recap. We, we tried to get them on this last week. And like you said, he's a super busy guy. So yeah. I can't wait to get the, the interview at some point and we'll get I'll it I'll send out. it to you now. I didn't realize it didn't go through. I was hoping that it went through. <laughs> so, um, And then I also thank you for the Ben Bergeron piece. Um, for our audience, if they don't know, you were at CrossFit New England in the heyday. Like oh, yeah. okay. you were there when Matt was there. You were there when Katrin was there. Um, you know, Tori Dyson, you know, uh, Whitney Galen, you know, all like all those people you were hanging out with. Yeah. Uh, during that era. So I just wanted to get a little bit of a, a feedback. Yeah, it was definitely one happened. of those. It was definitely, and I could say more about it because I'm sure that was really hard for him. Like I'm, I'm, I know that Ben is, and Ben has always been the kind of person that is 100% like invested in things. It's why he only takes on a small group of athletes. Um, I think even when he started to do that Com train Academy, that was really out of his character uh, because I remember when I worked with him one-on-one -on -one remotely, it was like, we're taking on, like, he takes on like three athletes. And at that point it was like me, Rebecca Voigt and Chris Spieler. Like that's how back far back it was. Like he doesn't take on a whole bunch of athletes at once because of that. Um, and I just think that where the sport is growing, I think he sees like, I need to expand or is this really what I want to do? It's a lot to manage, you know? I mean, definitely, I, I think it was awesome the way that he did i haven't gotten to listen to any of the i know we put a podcast out today i haven't gotten to listen to it though but i appreciate you asking me because i definitely think that um i have a lot to say about that hopefully that was good said to everybody yeah um he uh he did talk in elite fitness it was long um in, in all honesty it was a little hard for me to get through um <laughs> but he did mention you on that podcast if you want to go check it out yeah. it's in the yeah. first third of it at, yeah. at least yeah. somewhere in there but um, with that, we've gone super long tonight, uh, 46 minutes into this episode, That's but I right. want to thank you for everything. We, we talked about a lot tonight and thank you to everybody in the chat who was participating, um, and making us laugh the whole way through. And now so Jody jumps on. <laughs> Jody can go back and, and catch up yeah. uh, with that. And just know going forward, we're going to have a live call-in number. So if you have questions for Cheryl. Yeah. Um, you can go ahead and call in with those questions. You see the number there. Um, we'll be doing this every Tuesday night now, Tuesday sure. nights at seven. And uh, if you guys want to come in and call in chat, we do both. Uh, we'll answer all the questions we can. 
Uh, but this was a fun interactive show and it was fun hanging out with everybody. And we'll see you all next week on the Clydesdale Media Weight Loss Journey. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview.